Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Peyton Doyle, host of The Peyton Doyle Show. Hope you all are having a fantastic Friday today. And today, I'll be doing part two of my pre-draft power rankings, starting off from number 24 and finishing at number 17. So starting off at number 24, we have the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals made a huge splash this offseason when they traded for all-pro all wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans. And obviously, when you add one of the best wide receivers in the game, your offense will improve. But was he really what they needed? Wide receiver wasn't at the top of the list for the Cardinals in terms of what they needed. They had the third lowest drop percentage last season. The Cardinals scored 38 touchdowns, but gave up 52 touchdowns. So the question is, Did DeAndre Hopkins make them 14 touchdowns better? And I don't think that one wide receiver makes you 14 touchdowns better, especially when your wide receivers were already playing good. They have not signed an offensive lineman this offseason, which is something that they really needed to do is protect Kyler. But they, they did improve the defensive tackle position. They signed Jordan Phillips, who's a pretty good defensive tackle. But again, it doesn't make them 14 touchdowns better. We'll, we'll see how Kyler progresses, though. He looked pretty good last year, but he might have a sophomore slump, much like some quarterbacks do, like Baker Mayfield did. And, and you know, the offensive line problem, you know, I think Kyler can overcome it, especially with his mobility. He's very mobile, and when you're mobile like that, much like Russell Wilson, you can overcome a bad offensive line at times. They do need to draft an offensive lineman because I think they do need to protect Kyler and make sure that he doesn't get injured because that's part of the... Part of the complaints out there with Russell Wilson is that they needed offensive line and they need to improve that defense before they can contend in a division where they still might be the worst team with San Francisco. They're not better than San Francisco. They're not better than Seattle. And they're still not better than the Los Angeles Rams. So at number 23, I have the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are one of the most confusing teams in the league, I think, this year. It was only a few years ago that Matt Ryan won MVP and they had a 28-3 lead against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. And after that, they were never the same. They, they never recovered from that, from that loss. The Falcons have plenty of offensive talent. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and now they have Todd Gurley, who's very talented, even though he's hurt. Matt Ryan was sacked 50 times last year, though. During his MVP season, he was only sacked 38 times. So, might want to increase that O-line help to maybe block for him and help get the ball downfield and make some big plays. They also had a top five rushing offense with Devontae Freeman that season. And obviously, Devontae Freeman, you know he's been hurt. They cut him. He hasn't been the same. So now, they have Todd Gurley, who just fell into their lap after he got released. Todd Gurley, that signing is a boom or bust move for sure. It's a boom or bust move. I honestly don't know how to feel about it. A part of me, you know, just can't let go of what I saw in 2018 when Todd Gurley was just lighting the league on fire. It was crazy. I I just, part of me just can't let that go. But, you know, that need that he got cut. You you don't cut a guy like Todd Gurley and there's something really, really wrong. So, That knee, you know, 
starting to seem like it's a pretty big problem. So, you know, the Falcons, they, they may have a talented offense, but they've not signed an offensive lineman yet this offseason. They have a huge question mark at running back, and they're also the least talented team in their division. So for all that, I have to put them at number 23. Coming up next, we have the New England Patriots at number 22. We all know Tom Brady left, and he's a Buccaneer now, so we don't know who the quarterback of the New England Patriots is going to be right now. And if I was a betting man, I'd say that it is going to be Brian Hoyer, who's not very good. We all know that. He's definitely a backup quarterback in this league. If it's not Brian Hoyer, obviously it's probably going to be Jared Stidham, who we don't know anything about. But I'd say it's Brian Hoyer. The Patriots had a very, very easy schedule last season. And that defense was, obviously it looked great. But I think that 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 their schedule really made that defense look good. They were 2-3 and three against playoff teams last year. Two of those wins came against the Bills, who are now better than them. So... This season, if they had the same schedule, I'd say they're 0-5 against playoff teams. Whenever they went up against high-powered offenses, they gave up a bunch of points. And that offense was mediocre with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time last season. And now he's gone. Imagine that offense now with Brian Hoyer under center or Jared Stidham for that matter. It's going to be very, very, very below average. It's not going to be very good. Coming in at 21, we have the Los Angeles Rams. That's right. The Rams are the worst team in Los Angeles in my eyes. They're way too inconsistent. They had one of the worst rushing offenses last season. And now Gurley's gone and he's gone for good. No disrespect to Daryl Henderson, but he is nowhere near a Pro Bowl caliber running back. The Rams... The Rams' cheese in 2018 was when they had Gurley tearing up defenses and it set up the play action for Goff and they were very, very successful. That was their cheese, okay? That's not working now because Gurley's gone. The defenses don't have to respect the run game as much as they had to, so that cheese they had with the play action, it shut down. They led the league in play action attempts last year and it was by far... And they still didn't lead the league in passing yards from play action. So while they were attempting it, it was very unsuccessful. They also lost their great defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips, which will surely hurt their defense, which was statistically, you know, pretty middle of the pack, not very, very good last season. So if the Rams want to get back to the team they once were, they need to get a running game that defenses have to respect so that that play action can get back to what it once was. At number 20, we have the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts with Jacoby Brissett had one of the worst offenses in terms of passing yardage, but is Phillip Rivers much better? Brissett and Rivers had about the same passer rating last season. Rivers had a higher completion percentage, more yards, and more touchdowns, but... Rivers threw nearly 150 more passes than Jacoby Brissett did. He also threw four times the amount of interceptions as Brissett. And 
I feel like just based off the eyeball test, we can all say Philip Rivers doesn't look like he has it anymore. He just doesn't look like the elite quarterback that he once was. And that's nothing against Rivers. You know, father time's undefeated, but he just looks like his arm's kind of dead and he can't make throws that he used to be able to make. And also, looking at the Colts roster, to me, I don't see anything that they have in Indianapolis that they don't have with the Chargers. They gave up the same amount of sacks. They both have okay defenses. I think the Chargers have better wide receivers with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I think that beats out T.Y. Hilton. And I also believe Austin Eckler has shown us more than Marlon Mack has. So for that, I really think that, you know, Maybe record-wise, the Colts were better last season, but Phillip Rivers, I think, went from a better team to a worse team rather than going from a worse team to a better team, which is what the goal is with moving in free agency. So sadly, I could see this being another disappointing season for Phillip Rivers. And coming in at number 19, we have a, a surprise, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers were honestly a big surprise last season, when they finished 8-8, eight and eight, it seemed like everything was going to be crashing and burning down for them when Big Ben Roethlisberger went down for the whole season in Week 1. Give a whole lot of credit to Mike Tomlin, though. They were in the playoff race until the end. I don't think the Steelers will be much better this season, even with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Much like Rivers, I think there's a very, very good chance that Big Ben is... Done. They're in a tough division with two teams with high-powered offenses. And I don't think that the Steelers' offense can keep up. They have the Ravens who, you know, for as long as Lamar Jackson is, is healthy, it, I, that offense is going to be prolific. It's going to be crazy. And if the Browns found their guy in Kevin Stefanski that offense is going to be better than the Pittsburgh Steelers just based off the amount of talent that they have, which is absolutely ridiculous. Hopefully they can all get it together this season. Their offense was bottom five in the league in passing and rushing, and I honestly don't see how a 38-year-old quarterback is going to elevate that offense. Now, the Steelers do have one of the league's easiest schedules next season, and with the extra wild card spot this year, They might be able to sneak into the playoffs. I just don't see it, though. Now, at number 18, we have the Chicago Bears. The biggest quarterback controversy out there right now is in Chicago. Is it going to be Foles or is it going to be Trubisky? Statistics show that Trubisky and Foles have been the same throughout the past three seasons. Over the last three years, their quarterback... Quarterback rating is nearly identical. Foles has one thing that Trubisky doesn't, though, and that is a Super Bowl MVP. Chicago is a team that is able to overcome mediocre quarterback play. Even the season that Mitch took them to the playoffs, he was average for most of the season with some games where he was above average. And they went 12-4. and That Chicago Bears defense is elite, and it can overcome mediocre quarterback play. But they do need to run the ball more. 
They had one of the worst rushing offenses last season. Their leading rusher was David Montgomery, who was a rookie, and he only had 889 yards and six touchdowns on 3.7 yards per carry, which isn't bad, but they weren't giving him the ball that much. I'd say if you gave him about 20 carries per game, he could have been a 1,000-yard rusher, but they didn't. The Bears also could improve their interior defensive line. They gave up the seventh most rushing touchdowns last season, but that also could have been just matchups. I could see the Bears really surprising people this year and contending for the playoffs. I, I can see Mitch having a comeback, comeback season, much like the season he had two years ago when they went 12-4. and four. And with that defense, I, I really think that it can overcome Mitch just being average. It doesn't matter if they pick Foles or Trubisky. They just need to play consistently and efficiently. And that offense will be able to put up enough points to edge out opposing opposing teams with that defense. Now, our last team of the day, the Carolina Panthers. Anyone that knows me knows I love Teddy Bridgewater. I've loved Bridgewater since before he got drafted. I wished and I prayed that my Cleveland Browns would draft Teddy Bridgewater. But, of course, we drafted Johnny Manziel. And honestly, not surprised. (laughs) But I really believe if it wasn't for that horrific knee injury that nearly ended his career, I believe that when we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater, we could have been talking about a multiple-time pro bowler at this point. But, you know, we're not. Teddy Bridgewater is a winner to me because he doesn't lose. He doesn't lose games. He may not carry you, but he will never lose his team a game. The Panthers also signed deep threat Robbie Anderson, and along with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, that offense isn't short of talent. In the draft, they should try and get some offensive line help as they gave up a lot of sacks last year and close up some holes In that run defense, they gave up a league-most rushing touchdowns last year. So they need to shore up that interior defensive line. They could do that in the draft. The Panthers, they could contend for a playoff spot this season, especially with the extra wild card. But the way I look at it right now, they they are sadly the third best team in their division. It's a pretty tough division. I'd say right now, Tampa and New Orleans are above them. But they have 40-year-old quarterbacks, so that could change in a heartbeat, you know, because Father Time, he's undefeated. But as of right now, the Panthers, they're on the outside looking in. So that's it. Thank you all so much for watching, and make sure to tune in next week for part three It's going to be a little bit shorter next week. There's only going to be six teams because the finale is going to be a top 10. So thank you all so much for watching and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.